0: Listening to the podcast of Ice and Fire, episode 136 for the week of March 2nd, 2014. Welcome back, everybody, to the award-winning podcast of Ice and Fire, the longest-running podcast dedicated to George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire, and occasionally, and coming pretty soon, actually, A Game of Thrones. So, as always, this is Amin. And this is Kyle. So it's us two guys today. Like, I I feel like it's been like that for a while now, I mean. (laughs) Where are the ladies... Well, Ashley, like, had her computer... She, like, dropped coffee on it or something. So, apparently, she doesn't even have the internet. I don't know. Whatever. But I joined you guys from my phone once, so that's no excuse. And then, uh, uh... Mimi, I think... I don't know. She's been promoted at her job, or... They want her to, like, run the hospital now or something. I don't know. She's in crazy mode, too, so... Hopefully we'll be able to get those ladies back sooner rather than later, because I miss them. I miss that female perspective. But we have one of those today, because joining us from our forums is Lady Grey from the forums. Elena, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good, thank you. I'm well.
0: Excellent. Thanks for joining us.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Nice. So, And you were just telling us you're coming to us from Florida today.
1: Yes, yes
0: I am. All the way. So we got cross-country going on. We're all over North America today.
1: Oh, well, international. I
0: mean, we have Canada there. I know. I feel like every time I've been on these calls lately, it's been from people out of North America. We're keeping it close today. So um, we usually have a couple questions whenever a guest joins us today. So, uh, uh, Amin, what's the first one?
2: Sure. Our usual how and when did you get into A Song of Ice and Fire?
1: Okay, well, um, I actually got into A Song of Ice and Fire through the TV show. Um, and even worse, I got That's into it, a TV the TV show. Road.
0: You're done. Get out
1: of <laughs> <Am>, here. <laughs> am I blacklisted now? Well, here's, <laughs> here's another one. I, I got onto the TV show because my mom told me about it. So I feel very uncool in the community. But um, once but your I did mom, watch...
0: Your mom got you into the show? Yes. Oh, you have a cool mom.
1: She is cool. She's really cool, but I can't get her to to read the books, which just, it's just like boggles the mind because she's a huge sci-fi fan.
0: Hmm. Oh, nice. Well, did you tell her Martin writes a bunch of sci-fi as she read those?
1: Yeah, I mean, she loves fantasy and sci-fi both. I mean, she's just into that kind of genre, the sort of what-if scenarios and throwing the human element into it. But um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just because she's really feels like she's busy or something. Uh, but... I don't get it. Maybe uh, my being more active in it will get her in it because she is a pretty good mom. Mm, Nice. So, uh, yeah, once I watched the TV show, I was just hooked after, like, the first episode, and I saw Jamie pushing Bran from the tower, and it was just a total WTF moment. (laughs) And then in the next episode with the wolf, like, tearing the guy's throat out, it was, like... You know, fuck yes, and I loved it, and I watched every episode of that season, and then immediately was like, I need more of this. It was like I was addicted. I read all of the books.
0: Because you're but a sadist.
1: I, I don't know. Am I? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> well, we don't I get need some to get uh,
0: on the, <laughs> the shrink couch right now. But
1: <laughs> maybe. I don't know why I get such pleasure from this series, but I definitely do. So I, I love it. I, I was lucky because I didn't have to wait for uh, A Dance with Dragons. So it's a little bit harder to relate to a lot of people with their, you know, frustrations with that book, because I think that was, you know, it was such a prolonged time in between. And for me, it was just a fluid reading from book one to book five. And um, yeah.
0: But now you're in the same boat as us. Now you're waiting for the next one.
1: Yeah, but thankfully we have the forums. So.
0: <laughs> thankfully.
1: So it gives you something to do.
0: It's funny. I have a I have a couple friends, and they, every time I see them, they always ask me, "So when do you think the next book's going to come out? When do you think the next book's coming out?" And they they ask me every time they see me, and I I finally you know I kind of make up stuff and pretend like I know more than I than I actually do, and um and then last time I was just like, you know what, I know you're playing this game. But this game ended for me about six years ago. So uh, you can do the when is the next book going to come out. I'm just going to kind of enjoy what's already out. So.
1: Yeah, exactly. I can relate to that. At first, it was like I cannot wait to get my hands on more material, even if it's the next season of the TV show coming out or the next book or the next interview or whatever. But now it's just – you have to get to that like calm place where you're just ready to get it whenever it comes and you're happy in between to just think about the series and – And uh, talk to people about your theories and uh, just not be quite as obsessive.
0: Nice. Now, have you read the Dunkin' Egg novellas yet?
1: Oh, my God, yes.
0: Okay, and you've read Princess and the Queen? Yes. Okay, good, good, good. It seems like everybody who's finished the series is like, well, what do I do now? It's going to be such a long wait. And I'm like, well, have you read these 400 other pages of material? And they're like no, and I'm like, well, then why <laughs> you got stuff to read while you're waiting? Just read
1: that. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. I mean, actual published work to read. I I just usually manage to look at whatever's on the internet. People's conjecture. So
0: people yeah. don't don't come up with stuff online. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you haven't even read the other published works regarding to the world, then I don't I don't know if you're really craving it as much as some people.
0: Oh, and then we've got a world of ice and fire, which is coming out. When is that coming out? I mean, is it? I think it's
2: the coming winter. I think,
0: yeah, winter two thousand. Winter is coming. Okay. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait for that. That that book is gonna. Woo! I feel like we're gonna get a lot of answered questions. There's gonna be a lot of good stuff in that one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Sounds like it'll be awesome. Oh
2: man. Well, speaking of uh, new books coming out, I just found out recently that uh, you know uh, the Ice Dragon. By George, it was, it was supposed to be a kid's. Uh, yes, I, I do know it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're doing a new version, illustrated, and uh, the artist is Royo.
0: Roy. How do you spell his last name?
2: R O Y O. Royo. Roy-O? But, but generally, he does stuff that is uh, for adults, pretty much. Like, it's so it's surprising oh. that he's doing.
0: Oh, there's some like. But it's pretty badass artwork. Heavy metal it? type of artwork. Oh yeah.
1: Oh yeah, it is. Irene's uh, posted some pictures on the forums, and they look beautiful.
0: Oh, wow. There's a lot of thongs on my screen right now.
2: Yeah, he needs to do first for the main books, but this is a
0: good... He, and he's doing a kid's yeah. book? Well, look at oh, these artwork,
2: though. It's pretty good. I mean, he's a good artist, but he's, he's usually more of a... He appreciates the feminine form. So,
0: Okay, guys, I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, wow, that's cool. That's good. So is it going to be the graphic novel form? Like, it
2: might be something like that. Uh, yeah, it's illustrated work.
0: Okay, very cool. We'll, have, well let's get him on let's chat oh, with him i'd love
2: to do that yeah <laughs> i don't even know if he speaks english but let's get him on here
0: well do we do we have uh does he speak spanish, spanish is, or por- portuguese um well then we got to get a uh, somebody who speaks spanish let's on it, let's yeah. do this <laughs> 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 we'll have a, a an, an, an espanol episode
2: hey if he wants to be on he can be on i'll send him an
0: email all and, right well so says i mean <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, that's cool news. Do we have any other news, Elena? You got? Any, do you know any Ice and Fire news? Hmm.
1: No, I I don't think I know anything relevant. Sorry.
0: Well, we're
2: basically oh. a, a month <laughs> less than a month away from the show, right? Isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Less than a month away.
0: Okay. What have we had two trailers? Or oh, we've had a trailer and a and a fourteen minute intro. All right. Um. What else? What else is going on? Hmm. hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen any news either. so.
1: I don't know. I've, I've been checking George's blog, but it's mostly stuff about his theater, and I don't live in Santa Fe, so that's just sad.
0: Oh, yeah, because people uh, are going to get to see the premiere what, like a day before or something?
1: Mm. Oh, there's that thing in New York also. I don't know if the tickets have sold out yet, but they're showing um, I, I can't remember where it is, but somewhere in Brooklyn, they're going to be showing the the premiere of the season two weeks early. Oh. So
0: Spoilers.
1: T- tickets went on sale yesterday, yeah. There's gonna be massive spoilers, I'm sure.
0: Oh, very cool. Very cool. Oh, so uh, here we go. We've got the first four uh, titles. The uh, titles for the first four episodes of the season. Number the first episode is gonna be Two Swords. Second episode is gonna be The Lion and the Rose. The third episode is going to be Breaker of Chains. And the fourth episode will be Oathkeeper. So those all seem kind of self-explanatory. Two swords. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it's just going to be a moment, but we've got ice being broken down, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: the Lion and the Rose, written by George, uh, will be the will be the Purple Wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, Breaker of Chains, you've got uh, Daenerys. Who, who's she freeing now? Seems like every other week she's freeing somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and then Oathkeeper will be Bran probably getting sent off, right? Jamie mm-hmm. giving her the sword and sending her off. God, that's going to happen so soon. I guess, but it'll be two episodes after Sansa leaves King's Landing. Wow. They're already going to have her journey. That's crazy. Did you guys read the uh, preview paragraph from the Winds of Winter on Entertainment Weekly?
2: No, I definitely mm.
0: avoid those. <laughs> all right i know that's i know spoiler chapters are the one thing we don't are like spoiler free zone so i guess mm-hmm. i should, shouldn't discuss those but apparently no. it, entertainment weekly released a sample chapter or preview chapter from the winds of winter on their site um so feel free to head there and check it out guys i haven't checked it out myself but
2: uh i find it odd it's just a paragraph too it's just like, it's
0: just a paragraph huh do you want me to tell that's you cool. who it is
1: is yeah, it just, yeah, like, it is, their summary of it, or is it, like, a little excerpt?
0: Um, let's see. It is a Tyrion, and um, oh. uh, it is just a random paragraph.
2: I, I totally understand why a lot of people read spoiler chapters, because a lot do, and some, but some people don't for various reasons. Like, wanna, I want to oh, read it at one time, and I feel like it's getting it piecemeal, and this paragraph example is like that. It's like, here, have a tiny, like, baby spoon of the next book. Yeah. No thanks, I'll wait and have like the full meal
0: at one time.
1: Aw, oh, I'm guilty. When I was a little girl, I used to like carefully peel back the tape on my presents at Christmas.
0: Oh, you were one of them.
1: <laughs> I did, I did. I totally carefully peeled it away and looked at just the edge of the box and could tell what it was and then carefully folded it back. So, I totally do that. So, I, I happen to read spoiler chapters. I don't think they...
2: Except for that one Christmas where you ripped it by accident and
0: then you were in big trouble.
1: <laughs> Shit, then I was in big trouble, exactly. <laughs> then after next year I got just crap presents.
0: Here's my question for you guys. Entertainment Weekly, obviously a big medium here, releases a chapter from the next book. Why are they hyping up the next book? Is it closer than we think? Hmm. Hmm. A- as if it was like- still two years off, why would they bother why would George and his publicity people ever bother having or, or giving them this paragraph to publish?
1: I that's a good question, but I don't like to go that route because then it takes me out of my nice calm, happy place. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me excited you
0: well, have to ask the tough questions.
2: I think it's still it's- falling within my winter 2014 to winter 2016
0: prediction range. Winter so. 2014 to Winter 2016—that's a okay. big gap. I
2: mean, I know, but I think that's a good chance it'll fall.
0: Wait, wait—that's three years.
1: That's that is, that is huge. No, you're probably safe with that. I mean, I, I think that's a good bet. Ugh. No, I um, I was thinking like best chance scenario, maybe something at the end of the season or summer will get an, an announcement, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try to hope too much or get too specific Hmm.
0: Uh, maybe he's saving the announcement for Comic Con since nothing Game of Thrones interesting happens at Comic Con anymore so how did you (laughs) uh, get into the podcast then
1: ah well as I was uh, finishing the last book I was just dying to talk to somebody about it and My brother actually said I should try to search for a podcast. I never even listened to a podcast before. I've heard of them, but I never incorporated them into my life. And it was just the best thing. Once I was actually on a a couple hour drive. So I did need something to do to occupy myself because I was by myself. And um, I tried a couple other podcasts related to A Song of Ice and Fire that shall remain nameless. And I did not like them. And they, then I found you guys. I, I've listened to the first one, The Ghost Cow. <laughs> <laughs> and I was hooked. That's the since. name of the
2: first episode? <laughs> you, you found those? I was trying to hide those old episodes. That's why.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, I must have snuck in before you started to get savvy there. Yeah, I found them. <laughs> and they were great I I thought they were just really funny and I loved the group it felt like listening to a group of friends talk about it and I loved it and after that I started volunteering for more dog walks and didn't mind if I had to take a long drive somewhere to go pick up something from, you know, a couple hours away and uh, just loved the podcast and ran all the way through them and now I've caught up I've been caught up for a long time and now I'm like waiting every time for the new release. So, actually, it's really cool that you guys have been on a pretty good kick this last few weeks. You've been really pumping them out.
0: Dean's been a beast.
2: hmm <laughs> I like to record when we, when we have time to, because you never know when we're going to go into one of our
0: career Yeah, absolutely. But mm-hmm. with the show coming up, we should have oh, yeah. one a week. One a week.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: There we go. So, who is your favorite character in the series?
1: Oh, uh, Um... I always have a really hard time picking things like that, so I love Tyrion, and I love Daenerys, and it was such a shock for me. I I also like, I like Jon a lot. There's a lot of characters that I like. It was such a shock when you come into this series that other people don't love the same characters as you, and they're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And um, so, I I mean, it really makes you evaluate, because all of the characters, I like to think, are, are somewhat gray. And it really makes you evaluate why you like them or don't like them. Hmm.
0: I know. I found it very shocking when uh, no one else loved Theon. I mean, I just I don't know how they couldn't. I've done that.
1: I know. Why don't they like this child-killing rapist son of a bitch? <laughs> Sorry.
0: For, for Kyle, he was looking in the mirror, basically. That's why I know. Uh, I just saw so much of myself in that.
1: Oh, I'm, su- I'm sure Kyle's better looking than Theon.
0: Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, Theon's pretty good looking. I mean, no matter
2: what he is, he was pretty good looking originally, just after, uh, afterwards.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's the lack of responsibility that he takes. For me, that really does it. Mm. But Who knows? Everybody can go through their own character arc, and maybe I'll love Cara, uh, uh, Theon at the end.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens with them. him. You know, a lot of people were ready ready to hate Jamie.
1: I haven't forgiven him, actually, for pushing Bran out of a tower, but I like his chapters more now. Yeah.
0: We're going to get a bit of Jamie later this episode, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah, we are. actually, And he delivers that great line.
0: Oh, he's got a couple good ones.
1: Oh, yeah, he does. But we'll get to that
0: in a minute, people. Don't get excited. <laughs> so, uh, do we have any other questions, Amin? I just wanted to, to confirm
2: I'm pretty sure you, you were involved in the song project, right? I think you've done a lot of songs. So I just wanted to mention that.
1: Oh, you're going to bring that up, too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I have submitted some of my uh, vocals to the Christmas folks as well as the uh, I'm 16, you are 17 song. And it was fun Nice Yeah It was fun I definitely encourage anybody that likes to make music Or just appreciates music in any way To try to be a part of that Because it was a lot of fun And uh, we welcome anybody who wants to do it Just based on enthusiasm and spirit It doesn't matter if there's a lot of talent there I mean, obviously, I'm a part of it So um, I'm looking forward to next Christmas folk season I think we're going to get a lot of new material I Amin mean, had wondered I think at the last one whether or not we had run out of songs and inspiration but I think there's still plenty more there to be plowed
0: oh yeah absolutely
1: mm-hmm. Heck,
0: they really the, the the regular music industry releases the same damn Christmas songs every year <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true good point. Yeah. And generally people try to draw from things that haven't been taken, although there have been a couple of repeats, but there's just so many Christmas songs that there's plenty to choose from. Yeah.
0: Has anybody hit up Mariah Carey's songs yet?
1: Jessica's going to do, or she has done, but I don't think she submitted it to us formally, But um, All I Want for Christmas, because she had done a version of All I Want from You, Karth. Uh, from the perspective of Daenerys, of course, nice. and no- nobody was brave enough to tackle yeah. that song because it is pretty uh, intimidating.
0: You know, but Gary can sing.
1: She can. She can yeah. definitely. Oh my gosh, she's that a nice. goddess. So Jessica did do a version of it finally, and um, she shared it with us on the forum. So that means that she's now accountable. She cannot <laughs> say that she like spilled com- <laughs> like coffee on her computer or something and she lost it. She's got to give it to us.
0: uh she's always making excuses nice hey i can't remember did my did my poem make it into the filks episode
1: it did your night before christmas one it definitely did yeah i
0: couldn't i couldn't remember all right excellent excellent actually there was one Mm -hmm. thing i wanted to ask you kyle
2: before we get into the chapters is a bit Uh about because i was reading about your game of thrones board game
0: experience how was that ah yes i've started playing the board game Mm -hmm. absolutely I should, I came home the other day, and my roommate had purchased it, and he had it all set up. He's been in this tabletop craze lately, so whenever I, I wake up in the morning, and like whatever game has come in the mail will be set up completely on the table. And so I kind of wake up and I walk out and I'm like, oh, what do we got today? And um, tonight's actually Hero Quest, but uh, but yeah, the other morning I came out and Game of Thrones was all set up. There was Westeros on my on my dining room table. So. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've played uh I've played two matches so far, Amin. As you as you well know because whenever I'm stumped on a rule, I, I message Amin <laughs> <laughs> the, the game master. I have read that instruction booklet forward and back several times, but that game is so there's so many parts to that game that I'm still I still have questions.
2: Well I mean they still come up with uh, questions like frequently asked questions now years after the original edition came out, when, when like a okay. new situation comes up. So mm. There are always little levels in there, but in terms
0: of basic rules, I think you've got it now. I think so. I mean, ports are still kind of confusing, but uh, we have an episode I'll, I'll, with you and, um, what's the gentleman's name? Jason. Well, you and Jason uh, chatting about ports and different things, and I have to go back now and listen to it, because, I th- was I actually there during the recording? I might have been. You were been. there, yeah. Yeah, I was there, and I had no clue what you were talking about. We were talking about, about now, mustering, and you were like, mustering, what's that? I know, I was like, mustard. <laughs> <laughs> but now i know what's going on so i have to go back and i have to listen so i'm sure it'll help me out immensely
2: but you won uh, at least one of the games right i think you won. The i won
0: game. my very first match yeah. yes i was house tyrell and uh unfortunately we only had five players so there was no house martel hmm. um so i didn't have to worry about um uh the southerners coming after me but um but yeah, I ended up winning. I made an alliance with House Baratheon where we kind of had a, a peace agreement. And then until the very last turn when I when I took Sunspear from him. Oh, no, excuse me. Was it Sunspear? Yes, I took Sunspear from him and I took King's Landing from him and won the game. Mm. It, was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> Who won the second, All right. won the second game? the second game uh it was only a three person game actually oh, that's not gonna um be, I, I was stark and it's difficult to be a stark <laughs> i gotta tell you but um house uh baratheon won.
2: yeah the game is not meant to be played three player like you can do it but the ideals ideal was six player
0: i mean don't get me wrong it was still a good game because yeah. most of Dorne, actually uh, pretty much all of Dorne, is completely taken out so it's not even accessible hmm. um because, uh, yeah, so, yeah, all of Dorne, so it's pretty much just, uh, like, from the reach up is the only, is your battleground, so. Cool.
1: Awesome. Well, good job, Kyle. Sounds thank like you, job. thank
0: you, thank you. It's very no exciting. More just so a pretty I'm...
1: face, for sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know how to scheme, too. Um, <laughs> no, I actually won the game having only, with only two fights. Wow. Which is crazy. I don't, I mean, what do you have to say about that? There's no men like you. There's only... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so I'm getting... I'm yeah. enjoying... Well, it.
2: I said, I mean, that was good. Your diplomacy in that game was good, but it showed that, like, five-player is not ideal. Six-player, you would have had to fight Dorn, where you were just fighting neutrals. So yeah. So it's not going to be quite as fun
0: as a as six-player. Yeah. yeah. But uh, hopefully I'll be House Martell. Although, although I'm looking at the board, and I'm like, I'm not sure if I want to be House Martell. But I think uh, I definitely want to try it, so... Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. But uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. i us jump keep... into the chapters here. Oh, chapters. We are supposed to read chapters? No. Yep. <laughs> Our first chapter is Tyrion 11. Clash of Kings. This is the first one we read today. I think it might be 12,
2: actually. Is I'm it still... 10,
0: 11, 12? To... Oh, sorry. I yeah. can't count Roman numerals. My apologies. <laughs> Tyrion 12. It's got a lot of chapters. I mean, it shows this is his, his book. Yeah, we're coming up close to the end. Well, I mean, we still got quite a few more chapters, but relatively. So, Elena, do you have a recap for us?
1: Uh, I, I do. It was hastily made, but I will deliver it to you regardless. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. The chapter opens with Tyrion preparing for a supper with Cersei. Apprehensive, as always, before seeing her. On the way to Cersei's chambers, fairies rushes to deliver Tyrion a letter that describes Bran and Rick and Stark are dead. Tyrion shares the letter with Cersei when he sees her, eager to see her response, but Cersei shows no sign of guilt or joy at the news. The dinner is mostly cordial, but their power struggles with each other creep into the conversation. At the end of the meal, the conversation turns to Varys. Cersei warns against trusting him too much and boasts of learning dirty secrets without Varys and accuses Tyrion of thinking too much with his cock. She tells Tyrion that she always pays her debts and that she has his whore. Tyrion controls his fear and plays it cool, asking to see proof that this girl is alive. And the Kettleblock brothers bring the girl into the room, beaten and bruised. But it is not Shay, it is Aliyah. Cersei tells Tyrion that if Joffrey or Tommen are killed, the girl will be executed in excruciating pain. Tyrion responds that if any harm is done in the meantime to Aliyah, the same will be inflicted on Tommen, beatings and rapes included. Circe, stunned and shaken, orders Tyrion from her chambers. Upon arriving to his own chambers, he finds Shea naked, but the golden hand necklace on her breasts in his bed. She plays the part of the horny ingenue, but Tyrion is preoccupied with finding the secret entrance in which Varys must have ushered her into the room. When he cannot, she tries to arouse him, but it is fruitless. He falls asleep, listening to the sound of her breathing.
0: Excellent. Thank you very much. That was very nice. Oh, thank you. Very nice.
1: All right. So So here we
0: are, guys. News is spreading of the death of the Stark boys.
1: mm -hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that part just tore me up in the book, actually. Mm. I mean, at first I didn't realize that it was just, you know, just a ruse by Theon, and I was devastated.
2: You could have accepted that he would kill these guys off. He showed Martin showed he can kill characters. So, if you're reading at a really quick pace, you could accept that they were dead.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, sometimes I feel like you get so attached to a character that even before you rationally think, "Wait, is this right or is it not?" I mean, you, your emotions might react, and that's I think what happened to me with with uh, the two boys. I was just so connected to both of them. I felt so bad for Catelyn not being there that. I immediately just became so overwhelmed that I, I think that was the only actual book throwing event that happened for me.
0: <laughs> Everybody has these book throwing moments. I do not think I ever threw my book.
1: Those um, yeah, those angry moments when you curse George. Why are you so cruel? <laughs>
2: I mean, and it's certainly possible to have, like, read all of this related material in one go, like, while you're reading. Like, you could have read that Theon chapter and then pulled it or just kept going to here.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. it's like,
2: you're sitting down and thinking about each chapter.
1: Yeah. yeah. hmm Definitely. Mm-hmm. Although, if you're really, really upset like me, then you might skip ahead, possibly. Mm-hmm.
2: See if there's to another see... brand title.
1: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I
2: think that's quite common, actually. A lot of people mm-hmm. do. Yeah, they do.
1: Just so you can, like, maybe sleep that night.
0: <laughs> yeah but you do that George will put a lump of coal for yeah, next time. or he'll change somebody's name and you'll have no idea that that character is actually the character you've already been reading hmm. mm-hmm. so during this entire time Stannis' army is right across this, the Blackwater Bay right
2: you're mm-hmm. right yeah his vanguard mm-hmm. is
0: there anyways yeah. it seems like such a calm chapter for the fact that, that there's men at their door mm.
1: right? trying to murder I- them all that's true. I mean, a lot of Cersei's um, apprehensions about that come out when they're having their supper, I think, though, about—I think she confronts Tyrion on whether or not he thinks that the city will actually fall, and he says no, even though in his mind he's thinking, well, maybe. And she says, well, you've lied to me before, you know, I don't trust you. I mean, it's like it's in the air. It's like you can cut the tension with a knife. Mm.
2: Yeah. yeah, and they, they do talk about the Red Keep and uh, like whether like they could fall back and hold it. And actually, I hadn't really thought about that if it was possible to hold the. Rel- I always thought that like once the city fell, it was going to go Red Keep by the way.
0: If it was Cersei, she would have just
2: burnt the place down. So mm. I mean, or maybe somebody would have opened the gate. Like they probably would have betrayed them. Yeah, is it. the Red Keep a defensible? It port? is compared to the city. I mean, they spent mm-hmm. a long time
0: making it. But then again, there's all those secret passages. <laughs> I know, if you're holed up in there, you could have Varys just like getting everybody out. Mm. He just puts a burlap sack over everyone's head, and next thing you know, they're on a boat <laughs> somewhere. Well, he was
2: st- Yeah, he, he was still in the city when this happened, so I guess he had his escape route planned if necessary. Oh, he can
0: get any. Mm.
1: Yeah, oh, okay. of course. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm sure if necessary, he'd probably put on like Baratheon armor or something.
0: <laughs> he puts on Renly's armor. Garland has Renly's <laughs> armor. They meet each other and they're like, oh, this is awkward.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely safe. Mm. As for, I mean, as for whether or not he would help smuggle out the populace of the Red Keep, I mean, it depends on whether or not it suits his interests. That's, I mean, basically, it seems like everything Varies does is whether or not it's best for him.
0: Yeah, I don't think he actually would smuggle everybody out, but he certainly has that ability yeah, to, or he that does. knowledge to do that.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah. They have quite a bit of feasting in uh, actually both chapters, but he, the usual food stuff.
1: Yeah, descriptions of food. Yeah. Makes me never want to eat swan.
2: <laughs> Balon swan?
1: <laughs> no, him neither, but the bird.
2: <laughs> Stuffed with uh, mushrooms and oysters.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fond of uh, of that combination anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, the way that Tyrion already feels like it's not rich or it's too rich. I'm sorry, it's too rich for him. And then afterward, every time Swan is even mentioned, he starts to like get a little nauseous. I think just always makes me think of this chapter and just the horrible experience that it is just supping with Cersei.
0: I ask this every time I mean, but I'm gonna ask it again. <laughs> Which one of the Knights Guard is the one who attacks Tyrion on the boats later? I believe it's Mandon Moore.
2: That's that's what I remember.
0: Okay, because Boris Blunt is at Rosby, right? Yeah, he's being held there. Okay, because mm-hmm. cause, cause Tyrion kind of frees him here, right? You can have Giles, and you can have Bro- you can have Boris Blunt back, like take him back, whatever. Okay.
1: Yeah, Cersei says he can keep that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, it's, it's Sir Mandon Moore, because one, he's the one that had, like, Jamie said was dangerous, you can't tell, what it, like, his eyes don't show what he's planning. Mm. And he's for also from the Vale, I believe, which was why I thought maybe Littlefinger was behind
0: it.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I can see that, although I'm sure you guys will get into that more on the actual Blackwater episode.
0: Yeah. So so then, I, I guess the big part of this chapter is um, Aliyahya. Mm-hmm doesn't seem like too much else it's, we kind of know everything else um, so they bring in the whore do you guys think it was going to be Shay it was setting up like that mm. way actually
1: I, I thought so at first yeah when she said I have your little whore I, I thought for a while until she came out and it actually, he kept, it kept it going until the end of the scene because Tyrion, it's like when he saw her, like, whatever, he laughed inside or he thought something was off. So, I mean, I was suspecting, but it didn't really say and confirm until the end of that exchange that it was Aliaia. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so they must have seen that he was going with her all those times. And I mean, that was kind of the reason he did, in one way, she was a cover for him.
1: But, right, yeah, exactly. And then he feels immediately remorseful that he let this girl be his cover. and But he's clever. He should have known that she was his cover. But he allowed himself not to think about that.
0: So how much information does Aliya have? She can give up Shay, right? She knows that.
1: She knows about the secret passageway. But, I mean, where it leads out is not exactly right to Shay's doorstep. So...
0: Okay, so she
2: doesn't know about
0: Shay then.
2: She at least knows there's something more going on than appearances, but she hasn't given him away, otherwise they wouldn't be doing these threats and stuff, right? Okay, but, but
0: how much information can Cersei actually get from Aliya? That's what I'm, I'm I'm curious about. Is Tyrion like, oh crap, like she's gonna get all the facts. I am not I can't recall what exactly Aliyah knows and doesn't know.
1: Yeah, I know like, that she knows he's meeting somebody outside of the whorehouse, outside of that brothel. But she certainly can't finger who exactly it is.
0: Finger. Nice choice of words.
1: <laughs> kind of perverted a little bit. So,
2: <laughs> you got to
0: get used to that when you're podcasting with Kyle.
2: What's that?
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> okay, <laughs> Kyle. You're in good company. All
2: right, there you go. I don't think he's worried about information. He's just worried about her safety.
1: I think, yeah. I think he is generally worried about Aliaya, yeah, But in the same turn, it seems like he's willing to let her be the fall boy if he has to. Um, but he is genuinely also concerned. I think after this this exchange with Cersei about Shay, it's like it must have been a huge relief because he has genuine affection for Shay, despite his better, um, you know, his better intelligence. Okay. And uh, it's really it surprised me that at the end of this chapter, not surprised, but it would have been nice if at that point he got her out of the city completely because Cersei or anybody knowing about who he's fucking is a real threat.
2: Actually, he had a bit of an excuse. I guess he could have let uh, Lady uh, Tanda and her mother leave, and then Shay could have gone with them. Like, that could have been the excuse.
1: Oh, yeah. I yeah, I didn't even think of that, but yes. But he does want to keep Lady Tanda and her daughter there. Mm. It's like he doesn't want to let anybody go, so that, I, I guess, it, it doesn't create some sense of panic. But, of course, everybody's worried. Hmm.
2: This is one of those moments where Tyrion just kept his mouth shut. Like, both the things he says that come back to haunt him later, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I, I agree. And I think that all that you can see is inner dialogue, that he has a conscience. Hmm. Um, ultimately, he acts selfishly a lot of the time. But I do love Tyrion, though. He's still one of my favorite characters, but he does. I think that he keeps Shay there. So that she can be his, you know, well, his uh, companion, for lack of a better word, and that.
0: Why can't yeah, we say he, love?
1: His love. Okay, his love.
0: And uh, well, there are two. Some people think some some people think they loved each other, or he loved her, or vice versa. And some people think not so much. So, I mean, it depends on what camp you're in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I guess so, but I mean, when you can see that he's thinking so much of the time repeatedly, like, I'm a fool, she's just a whore, she's just playing you, and it's pretty obvious from the things that she's saying, I mean, she's saying the things that any girl would say if they wanted to... I don't know, appear attractive to a man. Like, hey, I can't wait to suck your cock, and my titties want to be touched. So <laughs> I mean,
0: unattractive. Oh, God. I know. I mean, it's like she, it's so easy to manipulate
1: a man's mind, and she's doing all the things that good. she needs to do. It is pretty obvious. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the fact that he's not allowing himself to see that, he's desperate. He's desperately lonely. He's a depressed person, really, inside. And he, he allows himself to keep Shay there so that she can make himself feel good make him feel good about himself rather and that he can you know continue to use her body and in the meantime i mean he knows that she's in danger and he doesn't move her out of the city i mean hmm. not that i think that it's um validated what she does to him later but he, he's definitely he's not in love with the girl he's using her
0: i think he loves her call me a hopeless romantic um...
1: <laughs> okay. I well, think, I think he, entitled he, to their opinion.
2: He could, he, I think I, I also think that he loves her. It doesn't mean he doesn't treat her badly, like maybe he doesn't understand what he's doing. Like it's a
0: mix. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So we get some information from Shay about uh, the Varys secret passages, um, mm. or, or maybe we kind of already know that it has the dragon mosaic floor. Mm. Um, but now Tyrion knows that there's. There's something in his room. There's an entrance somewhere. Yeah, and he's looking around to find it, which makes sense. Like, you'd want to know. Yeah, because he's in, yeah. the, he's in the hand of the king room, which is the room he eventually kills Shay and his father in, right? He's in that yeah. same I believe so, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. I didn't even think about that at all, that this was going to be, like, some major plot point later, but of course. I mean, yeah. then he remembers all these little details and how to find his way back to the room.
0: Mm. And, uh, so he looks everywhere in the room except for behind the fire or in the fireplace yeah
1: right yeah no he doesn't look in that
2: that's <laughs> not hmm. I mean, he specifically mentions it later when he finds out where it is he's like wow that's, I never thought to look
0: there yeah because so. you're kind of screwed if you're trying to sneak into the hand of the king's room and he's got the fire going you're kind of screwed right you can't really well, get um, into his
1: I, room right shit, unless Varys is a secret Targaryen right
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I wonder if, if that's the case. Like, if it's, I mean, obviously, we're all imagining a fireplace. We're picturing how a fireplace looks in our heads. And, mm-hmm. um, and for me, they're pretty small. Yeah. And to come through the back of it you'd have to go through the fire but maybe it's like a really epic fireplace I think so
2: It's, a ha- it's there's a room to, to kind of get around the right.
0: fire yeah.
2: if you come yeah. out there and he specifically does do that I think I remember he like gingerly walks around the fire or something it's mm-hmm. just like a big unless it's going at full the full pace fire then
1: yeah even my like like epic fireplace rooms that I've ever been in they only have a huge hole above the smoke area to let the smoke out and they don't have a big man sized opening <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, but, you
1: know, in. I'm willing to go with it. They've got the chip. It must, it oh. must be like a stone that you move out of place yeah. and then slide Nobody the tile really back in or something.
0: In there. Yeah. Hmm. I'm sure George had like a picture. of I, I'd be curious. I, if we ever get him on, I want to ask him how he, how the fireplace looks in his head.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I want to ask him that. I got to write on. that down. Questions <laughs> to ask George.
1: Send it to um, Lord Mandibley. He has a whole list. Oh, does he? Yeah. Okay.
0: Excellent. I've got uh, I I've got some listener questions, guys, for this mm. chapter. Sure. It's going um, let's see. Uh, I asked right before we started recording, and we've got a few responses. So uh, Matthew on Facebook says, So, does Cersei warn Tyrion of Varys because she really wants to help him there? Or does she want to undermine the collaboration Tyrion's got going with Varys?
1: Yeah, I don't think that she wants to help him with anything. It almost seems like it. I can see where somebody would think so because as you're listening to it – well, I, I do. I'm sorry. I listen to the chapters more than I read them. But um, when you're going – no, okay, thank you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're actually um, reading those words, it does seem like she's saying, wait, no, varies. No, you shouldn't get your information from him. But then it leads right into her talking about her own you know, exploits and um, espionage and how awesome she is. So I, I, I don't think she wants to help Tyrion with anything.
2: Yeah, I wonder if there was some truth in that or not, like in terms of like Varys playing her against Robert back in, like that might have been true. Her motivation yeah. for saying it might be to undermine Tyrion.
1: Yeah, I, I do think so. Yeah. I could see that being true without that being her intent is to help him. But I, I do think that it's based in truth.
2: And actually, related to to what she was saying, she, when she talks about how like Jamie made a mistake, threw her out, we shouldn't have done that. For a long time, I took that completely at face value, but now I wonder like is she just self-justifying later on, and in fact, she wanted him to be thrown out then, or did she? Does that what she actually felt? I, I, I don't know. Wait, say that again. Like when when Bran was was thrown out the window. Okay. Right oh. now she, she's telling Tyrion, oh, that wasn't my idea. That's stupid. I would have never done that. We would have just scared him. But, like, is, is that true? Uh, or is she, just, is she just saying that after the fact?
1: You know what? I feel like Cersei is the kind of person that if, you know, the action worked and it could be justified by the, yes. the cause, you know, then she would be behind it. But in this case, it didn't because he still lingered for a long time afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that's why, I, that's why I think personally that Cersei said, well, that was just Amy. If he yes. had died instantly afterwards, she probably wouldn't have been like. Well, that was really difficult uh, decision for you, Jamie. But I think that was the best choice.
0: yeah, yeah, she exactly. She very much strikes me as a type. I, I I know I know somebody who like nothing's ever her fault. So no matter what the outcome is, she always has to be the one she always has to be the one who was right and who knew that that was gonna work. so if if they had, if Jamie had grabbed Bran and like pulled him in, and they had been like, "Don't you ever talk about this or whatnot," Cersei would have been like, "Well, if it was me, I would have just thrown him out the window and killed him." But he, right, since he uh, th- yeah, since exactly. he threw since but since that's what he did, and it didn't quite work, she's the other way. She's like, "Well, if it was me, I would have just scared him, like right, whatever." Exactly. Yeah, she always needs to be the one who's right, so she kind of doesn't. She would have just yeah, exactly. That's what I mean to say. And, and we, <laughs> I have no idea how to end that sentence.
1: <laughs> I agree with that completely, with that sentence that you made. And that she would not have uh, – we don't have any justification to think that she sees a problem with hurting a child. I mean she brings in this woman, this young woman that she's just beaten and she says she's going to kill in excruciating pain and she's an innocent person. So why would she yeah. not kill a child if it justified her means?
0: Cool. Any other questions for us? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you think, and I already know my answer. Do you think that Tyrion would have gone through with his threat of raping Tommen?
1: Mm, I like to think no.
0: No, no. That he he's playing poker here. Yeah. He's not gonna.
1: Yeah, eat. I I do. I think Tyrion has lived with a long life of being bullied by Cersei. And that you eventually feel like you have to stand up to a bully. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way that he could stand up to him. I, I, I think he knows that if he didn't, at that moment, actually rape Tyrion, that he would, you know, that his bluff would be called. Yeah. But I, I don't like to think that that would be just a definite choice for him. That Okay, well, I guess I have to rape my nephew here. I mean, that's so disgusting. And he seems like he actually has, like, a conscience.
0: Yeah, he is not... There's no way ever that he would rape
2: think I think he's bluffing, absurd. and Tywin actually points that out. Like First, Tywin chews him out for even doing that, but then he's like, don't make threats you can't actually do. I think he mm. specifically says that, so I feel mm. like uh, he's bluffing, but it's just... And then it about stupid. Like, if you're bluffing, why didn't you even bother? And you're just making it worse. Like, making mm. the situation more tense.
1: Right. Well, some people have said, why did he even say that? Because it's just going to piss Tywin off. But... In that instance, I like to think that Tyrion was actually just consumed with this guilt and fear for this young woman who he had put in danger, and he had to say what he had to say.
0: Yeah. And Matt also says, Tyrion's revenge response is a bit disproportionate for whipping a whore, right? Like we were just saying, he kind of had to go. He had to stand up to the bully and say something Mm -hmm. pretty, do something pretty drastic. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. all right those are all uh listener questions about this chapter i'll have some more for the next one i think and we're do ready we... probably to move to the next one unless you have any let's do comments. it no i'm good let's move on to caitlin uh five six seven and uh Lena, do you have another one for us
1: i'm um, sure i do
0: yeah excellent all right
1: okay um all right caitlin and Brienne are eating supper alone in the great hall of riverrun while the rest of the castle revels and Rob's conquest of the Crag and Edmure's imminent return. While sounds of the celebration drift in their hearings, Catelyn is silently grieving for her sons. She learned of their loss earlier that day in a letter from Sir Roderick. Without understanding why, Catelyn shares the sad news with Brienne. The first time she has spoken it aloud, but she manages to say it without crying. Brienne attempts some awkward condolences, but Catelyn angrily rebuffs her. Catelyn moves the conversation to her daughters, her love and her worries for them pouring out. She also speaks of her desire for vengeance of Theon, saying she would gladly take his head herself. Then, abruptly announces that she has sent wine to Jaime down in his cell. She commands Brienne to meet her at her father's room at midnight, and together they go down to the dungeons of River Run. Uh, uh, after getting some static from the jailer, Catelyn pushes past him with force of, of words. Uh, she makes her way to Jamie's cell. She, upon opening it, she sees uh, feces in the corner, the tr- wine undrunk, and Jamie unshaven, magnificent even in his wretched state. Jamie, ever arrogant and disdainful, greets Caitlin with hostility, ...and disrespect, until finally Catelyn moves to leave, but Jamie convinces her to stay, asking her for forgiveness. The two take turns asking truths of each other. Jamie freely admits he, ha- he has fathered Cersei's children and pushed Bran out of a window, but denies sending the would-be assassin. They speak of Ned, Brandon Stark, and Ares, until Catelyn ends their conversation by commanding Brienne to bring her a sword...
0: Dun, 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 to be continued. Very nice, mm-hmm. thank you.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, ultimate cliffhanger ending there.
0: Yeah, I thought he was in trouble. First time I
1: right. read that. I did too, I thought she was pissed. I mean, she just lost her son. She could be nearly crazy right now. I thought the bitch was ready for some vengeance. I I I didn't really completely think she was going to go ahead and like slit him like a pig or something, but yeah. I, w- I wouldn't put it past her.
0: Absolutely, especially because we don't really know Jamie at this point. We still think he's this like total asshole, yeah. whatever douchebag family from the the, the family of douchebags, and um, yeah, he's not like the cool guy we've all known to come and love and, and swoon over. But um, so I just thought he was gonna—I thought he was gonna get it. I thought something bad was gonna happen to him, and uh, I had no reason to think that Catelyn was gonna free him. I just didn't see that coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, the sword as an oath maker i did not see
2: mm, frankly right. i wonder like if, if it would have been better if they actually if she actually killed jamie cause at least he wouldn't have escaped
0: mm, let's let's do a mm. what if scenario
2: what would have changed well hopefully rob's men wouldn't be too pissed about it like maybe Karstark would have wanted to kill him himself but if, if jamie a great warrior is killed by a woman maybe he would, it would have been enough for him like the the shame yeah. or whatever yeah. would Sansa have died that's that's the only thing maybe Sansa would have died I don't think Tyrion would have killed Sansa though but uh, Cersei would have depends okay. who has control over her but we're talking about for mm-hmm. Rob anyways Rob's cause
0: Brienne would probably still be at River Run. yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah she would have still been I mean and she's a wonderful warrior but I mean we don't know if she would have been a commander in the field or not yeah Interesting. yeah Definitely. I I agree. Um, I don't know whether or not uh, Cersei would have successfully killed Sansa. She would have attempted to, I'm sure. But uh, hopefully Tyrion would have tried to protect her. Um, And as far as... I mean, I felt like still having Jaime as a captive did lend them some power. Absolutely. Um, So I... Although I completely feel for Catelyn and how she's feeling through this chapter because she's trying so hard to be strong and not to cry and not to escape her problems with the like, Dreamwine, it's it's still a tremendous thing that she's going through, and I, I can totally, understand.
0: I had totally yeah. forgotten that when she freed Jamie, her Brienne and Maester Vyman were the only people that knew about the death of her children. Mm. Or the death. I'm, I'm, I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, the death of her children. Um, yeah. I just imagine.
1: But yeah. Oof. I know it's, it's huge. It is, and uh, I can understand where she's coming from with, with freeing Jamie, and that she's hoping to get her daughters back. But also. I can't blame her for the decision that she makes, but in a big grand scheme of things, saying if it's better for the like all of the countless children that might die in battle, for instance, um, I don't know. So it's it's a definite, you know what, I've, I've done my duty, I've been dutiful, and I've thought of everybody but myself, and right now I think I'm going to think of my two girls. And I think that's the decision that she made.
2: Oof. And family comes first in the Tully words, right?
1: That's right. Family duty honor.
2: Just Jamie was such a problem because for Ned would have been a great trade, trade him for Ned, but then Ned's gone, and you can't trade him for Sansa, so you can't really trade him. They know they can't trade him.
1: Well, she just did though.
2: I know, but it oh, doesn't help. Like,
1: yeah, she hopes. She hopes. It's a flimsy hope. But then still, that's what she's hoping well, to do. Well,
2: what's even worse is, it's I mean, drafting. like if, if you actually did a straight-up trade, if you actually had a mm-hmm. proper trade, you would actually get Sansa back. But because it's done through this weird way, you don't even get Sansa back.
1: Yeah it's just completely born out of desperation
2: I'm just saying it's not a smart move but I understand it I mean it was like a difficult no, circumstance
1: it wasn't yeah. it was definitely her thinking yeah. of her own feelings as a mother and not like all of the other mothers possibly out there in the realm
2: mm-hmm. dark wings oh. dark words
0: dark wings <laughs> dark words difficult oh.
1: decisions yes I mean I mean, if you're a parent of a child I mean it's hard not to make that decision
0: but it's such a thin thread like it's such a hope and a prayer
1: That's better than nothing, I guess.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's relevant. Your Skype picture. you have have, like this baby in your hands. I do.
1: (laughs) 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 That's my four-year-old. That's my youngest, and he's bigger now. But um, yeah, I mean, once that becomes your life, I mean, that's a bigger meaning than anything else. So, Mm. um, I can understand where she came from. I don't think it was smart, and I think it was selfish. But it was selfish, and for her, her children. She realized. I mean, she had. (laughs) I was so sad the whole time she had been not going to see Brandon and Rick and never returning to them. And that really hit me hard because at the time I was reading that, I had children about that age. And it it was so sad for me to think of them up there without their mother. And then they die. It was so tragic. I mean, this time I didn't know that they actually didn't die. But I I completely understood why all of a sudden she shifted her focus from the big picture to just her children and trying to protect them.
0: It hmm. seems to be the case. I, seem, I, I remember uh, chatting with Nancy about uh, Caitlyn and, and uh, chatting with plenty of other people who, who don't have children about Caitlin, and how there's a very, very much a different attitude towards her from people who, with, who have children and people who don't have children. And it's just, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting to see how uh, people's pools of thoughts coming from those two perspectives about her and her actions specifically this chapter
1: Hmm. Uh, yeah definitely i'm a bit of a buddhist too so i like to think that if like the challenge came to me if i would save my own children or something uh, or like a thousand others that i could remove myself from it but i couldn't i don't know if i could (laughs) your own children are your children
0: yeah so we have uh, this pretty awesome, in my opinion, conversation between Caitlin and Jamie in the cell where Jamie throws out some awesome lines like, That's Elena. Here.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like uh, there are no other men like me. There's only me.
0: There's only me. That's an epic one. I mean my, to favorite, say I, that. my favorite when might you... be um, when she's like, did, did you mean to kill him? I seldom fling children from towers to improve their health. (laughs) I think we've had you say that before. One of the guys (laughs) in that house. Oh, that's right. We had all the quotes at the beginning. I love that line. I think that line is hilarious. And uh, one of the first things he says to her, and I I can't recall because I don't have it. What was it? Um, Oh, God. He cracks me up this whole time. He keeps saying so much stuff.
2: He's smart enough to avoid the wine initially. He thought it might be poisoned.
0: Yeah, and then he's like, you know what, whatever, let me get toasted. Let's do this. If I'm going to have to eat Caitlyn out, I better get wasted. That's what he's thinking.
1: <laughs> oh, that's not fair. I think he actually has a little bit of sexual desire for Caitlyn after you hearing think him so? reminisce. Yeah, but he reminisced about her when she was like, you know, a younger girl and that she was really interesting and he liked her. So then it seemed like her, his, his... Wait, mom... when does he say that?
2: He does. He, he... found Caitlyn more interesting than Lysa. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Yeah, he was supposed to be set up with Lysa, but he found Caitlyn interesting. I I think that, honestly, that mock attraction that he conveys for her at first. Or like, oh, he, you know, he's, well, he's negging her, well, Kyle.
0: Oh, yeah. he's nagging her. Okay, I you. Gotcha. No, well,
1: yeah, if you want to come down here for some of this, I can give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can get it up. But, um, yeah, I think he actually did like her. Not that he expected anything would happen, but I think he actually had an interest in her. At one
2: point. Mm, interesting. So there there's potential there. Imagine that, like, not now, obviously, but, like, if the match had been caitlyn Jamie. I think Jamie had potential if he'd been matched with anyone. <laughs> like, taken
0: away and matched before he went to the King's Guard.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's so witty in this. It's just hilarious. Oh, harder to claim that my head just simply fell off. Oh, I'd invite you to sit, but your brother has neglected to provide me a chair. He's just got so many like whips and comebacks. It reminds me, actually, kind of in the reverse of his treat with um, the blackfish in Feast.
1: Hmm.
2: Hmm. he um, gets his ass kicked in that one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, the the blackfish isn't quite as uh, as uh, jovial in his in his barbs, but. Uh, yeah. Kind of reminds me of that.
2: Uh, uh, he keeps uh, m- mentioning the story of like not quite a ma- maiden and Peter had you first. Because oh, Peter must be telling that story. Now again, do you think Peter actually believes
0: that? Because he made a mistake, or he's telling a half lie? It's kind of... I'm confused about the whole damn Peter and the Aaron girls thing. I mean, the Tully girls mm-hmm. thing. Uh, I don't know what to think. I really don't about that whole situation.
1: Like about his perception of it, about what actually happened.
0: About what actually happened.
1: Okay. Well, I think it's that he got too drunk. And that uh, he went to bed, all buzzed up, and that Lysa crawled into his bed, and he called her Catelyn, and she let him call her Catelyn, and so he thought that maybe it was.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, he might actually believe, okay, he didn't actually take maiden head, but he might actually believe it, if, if that's what he remembers, or he might be self-lying to himself still. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe he woke up with a blackfish, but uh,
0: <laughs> it's, it's, it's all crazy. Maybe, maybe Blackfish had a had a wig on. Call me cat, <laughs> big boy. Um, that's just creepy. <laughs> yeah, he would have to be really drunk. Once the pants came off, like oh, Catman, I had no uh, idea.
2: All all Tully women have trouts between the legs, though. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <Christ.
1: laughs> oh, anyway, so where were we? I get myself we? into so. <laughs> Somehow Lysa got a bastard in her belly, okay. so he must have. I, I'm not but, sure if there was other trysts after that, or that was just the yeah, one.
2: So if, if it was just the one, then there's no way he could make a mistake. But if he'd also slept with her separately, then maybe he could have made the mistake. No. But anyways, he, he loves telling the story, because everyone in court has pretty much heard the story.
0: Probably Stannis has even heard the story. I'm surprised yeah. Stannis didn't make like, a joke about that.
1: That old adage about not kissing and telling never... Meant much to him, I guess. So
0: I think if Stannis made a joke, the wall would crack.
1: Well, yeah. Oh, he makes jokes. I mean, but sometimes he makes jokes, but is he aware of his jokes? Yeah. That's the, the question. question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was pretty funny though.
0: Um, so we get the story of what happened to Brandon and mm-hmm. regards Stark.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is pretty awful. Just pretty awful. When uh, so let me see if I get this straight, guys. So when the story of Lyanna broke, whatever exactly that was, Brandon grabs a few men, and he immediately runs down to King's Landing, demanding to fight Rhaegar Targaryen, the prince, to death for Lyanna's honor or what? And Mm -hmm. so Rhaegar isn't there. So Ares immediately has them arrested. And then all the four men, that are or the three men that are with Brandon, uh, he commands their fathers to come down. And then he kills them all in horrible fashion. Yeah. Mm. Jesus Christ. Um, right. So, Elbert Arryn is John Arryn's brother, right? His nephew, he says. Well, um, his nephew. Okay. I, but I guess. You.
2: But I guess his brother also got killed as well. I yeah, guess.
0: so his brother would have gone down to yeah. King's Landing along with uh, yeah. Royce. He, he didn't need because he, he's low on like, people to
2: succeed him. <laughs> he lost his brother and his nephew yeah.
0: to the. Hey, Kyle Royce. I didn't even notice while I was reading it. He was horribly killed by the Targaryens. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. At least he goes out in a blaze of glory.
2: Actually, we, I didn't, we don't even know what happened to him. It's I not even do. mentioned exactly what happens to the rest of them. They're just dead.
0: Uh, I assume he died like a true hero. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Malister as well, and Glover. But it's interesting that so, you're pointing
2: those out, because it shows like, they've got... Aaron people like from the Vale they have rivermen like the, this group that Brandon has is a symbolic of the bond being made between the three regions
0: yeah so you've got uh waymore royce who's the guy who dies in the prologue of the first book mhm so is waymore Kyle Royce's brother
2: mm-hmm. i think it has to be cousin yeah, cuz i think his his father's alive
0: okay yes yeah, so cousin uh, where's my family they're friend. related
2: you have, have to see is, is Bronze Jan Waymar's father or not because I think Waymar is one of like the younger sons of Bronze
1: hmm this is when I start consulting the wiki of Ice and Fire
0: yeah oh uh,
1: there's no way I remember all this stuff
0: so Waymar Royce has two brothers Robar and Andar andar Participates in the hands tourney. Hmm.
2: So Ethan Glover was saved, but like he was released, but he dies with Ned at the Tower of Joy. It's like Ethan Glover was released. Yeah, he was the only one that was survived.
0: Oh, that's right. He survived. Strong enough it. to die later. Because <laughs> he was Brandon Stark's squire. Yeah. Okay.
2: Wow. You would have hoped at some point they would be like, "Hey, send me
0: to the wall, please." They <laughs> like probably got denied. Jesus. So we have a fan question. Sure. um, uh, That says uh, Do you think Brandon Stark, excuse me, at Sandy1987Love asks, Do you think Brandon Stark is the stupidest of the Starks? (laughs) What was he hoping to accomplish? By charging down to King's Landing with five men, including himself, and demanding to uh, fight the prince.
1: Hmm. Yeah, Yeah, he seems a lot Jamie-like there. Just kind of charge into it and ask questions later.
0: Yeah, it seems like the same thing uh, uh, Robert Baratheon did, except Robert Baratheon, instead of with five men, he did it with uh, five kingdoms. He did it with with a a lot, an army behind him.
2: Yeah, I mean, in one sense, he, he couldn't have expected that he would get such horrible treatment that he did, but it was still a really stupid thing yeah it was
0: stupid I mean I'm sure everyone knew the king was mad Hmm. Hmm. um what yeah why was he that hot-headed I guess so um what was he hoping to do what that's just crazy it's wild wild wolf stuff yeah yeah
1: it's funny because Ned is so stoic in a way yeah. So, so to think of him having this older brother that was just so passionate it seems completely out of character but I guess it shows that a family is not exactly just one type of personality
0: hmm. huh.
2: well it's Chext. good for the north that Brandon died off I think Ned did a better job
0: ruling <laughs> <laughs> well maybe.
1: maybe yeah that's true I mean, I think he did a good job, but um, even these hot-headed people, I mean, when you see with with Jamie, when he fully accepts responsibility, he actually becomes quite a nice ruler. He actually seems to be really even-tempered when he takes that responsibility on.
2: So Brandon just needed to lose his hand there instead of being killed. There you go. Yeah, if 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 he
1: said you're no longer an athlete, then you'd have to rely on his intellect.
2: If he was horribly scarred by fire and he became like the proto-hound or something there's a couple of uh, relations here in the chapter to the TV show one is when Jamie says he he rather liked Renly that's a pity that he's dead that could only be book Renly no, not TV Renly it wouldn't have worked because mm. mm. the character is different
1: which
0: uh, mm.
2: is too bad because I like book Renly
0: why do you say he wouldn't have liked show Renly
2: oh just show Renly just, like do you think Jamie would get along with show Renly it's like it's just so
0: pathetic
1: I'd rather not talk about show Renly if we cannot
0: <laughs> wow okay Wow. change of subject
1: <laughs> and that's after having watched the series first and then the books after but no I mean show Renly was just so different
0: yeah and then you've got board game Renly that dude's pretty, uh, pretty what's his
2: ability I mean he upgrades stuff if you win you get to upgrade your footman to a uh, knight
0: oh that's pretty okay. nice oh that's right yeah, yeah or even if he's supporting So <laughs> <laughs> oh man I like Roose Bolton dude I, I pick battles that I know I'm going to lose oh Roos Bolton so is very cards, uh, one of the just most so I can get all my cards back. powerful cards in the game I'd say yeah. <laughs> and Loras Tyrell is pretty badass yeah. too
2: because Roose Bolton is a ty and it fits his personality like he, even though he's losing a battle you get a gain out of it well he did that in the books he, was, he lost yep. battles on purpose
0: to get a gain yeah I like so, that about the game how it's very things make sense yeah it, everything kind of makes sense within the context of the story it's pretty cool and exactly. you've got balon Greyjoy.
2: it's it's too powerful
0: it should be a zero be better. <laughs> anyways <laughs> anywho <Yeah>. sorry <laughs> sorry lana sorry about that
1: that's fine i'm just sitting here listening so what
0: else are we going to talk about this one the other
2: thing related to the tv show in the tv show caitlin gets it, that little finger has screwed her over and she, and she hates him Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm wondering does she get that in the books yet because all the time she's getting all this information that he might have lied and like keeps saying like Littlefinger had you, Littlefinger had you like Do you think this might have triggered something in her head that that guy was a douchebag and maybe it did like I'm right. going to it into her head re- recently
1: yeah you don't actually get that like definitive statement that she knows wow Peter must have lied to me but she does know that Tyrion and Jamie have the same story even though they obviously didn't have a time to like match their stories together and it seems like reluctantly she has to admit that theirs is the truth um she still doesn't admit that peter lied in her head but i kind of think she thinks so
0: yeah is that what is that what she's going with on that one i was a little confused reading that is that the realization she's coming to
2: seems like it's there for us to get our realization but I'm not 100% sure that it quite gets to her but I would think by the time that she's like Lady Stoneheart that she knows that and and if she ever gets Littlefinger in her hands he's done for. Mm. I would think so Mm. but uh, it was just more obvious in the show because they had that extra interaction thrown in Mm mhm Yeah,
1: they did well Stoneheart and Littlefinger I mean who knows maybe good couple that would
0: be interesting our (laughs) couple right there (laughs) there's a lot
2: of little things in this chapter like the you know Tyrion's song about uh his love
1: yeah
2: it's in the the autumn verse of it so i think there's different verses this summer than this autumn maybe
0: Mm -hmm. even winter wait Tyrion's in this chapter
2: no but there's a singer who sings like i love the maid as red as autumn sunset in her hair like i feel like that song has different verses that goes through
1: yeah it does a Love for All Seasons, I think, or something is what they call it. But, um, yeah. I'd like to hear all the verses of that and see um, yeah. if that ties in later into the series. Or, I mean, if we do ever see what happened to Taisha, but I think not.
2: Winter could be the one for uh, Liana. Think they could, mm. Like a verse could match her.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the one missing verse, isn't it?
2: I mean, well, at least that one is missing, yeah. I don't know. Is, is there mm. a fall one? There probably is the fall one. That
1: the fall one I is mean, the one was, that appears right in now. This, this chapter. This right now, yeah.
2: This fall, this summer. Is there a spring?
1: Is there a sp- I can't remember, but I felt like there was. Mm. I know it's been mentioned several times.
2: Here's another qu- quote uh, that okay. Tyrion doesn't say directly, but it could have, should have been in his uh, little coffee book. Thing is like when he, when Jamie says, Tyrion says, people often claim to hunger for truth, but seldom like the taste when it's served up.
0: Good line.
1: Yeah, I like that because it's so true.
0: Yep. One uh, final, final point I noticed. Oh wait, hold a minute. There's a song that they keep singing throughout this book that's revealing stuff, when we don't have a winter verse. What is this?
1: <laughs> I don't know if it's revealing anything, yeah. but it's well, one of those things that Tyrion has
0: a song like
2: when he married. I guess she sang that song to him, or it was being sung at the time. But it reminds her of him. Yeah, she
1: sang that song. Yeah, it was it was sad and pretty, I think.
0: And so each season describes a different woman. What is it? I'm so lost. What is the song thing?
2: No, it, it might not be a different woman. It could be the same one, or it might be a different woman, you're right. Like it's it just it's just describing different seasons and comparing it to like a woman. Oh. It's like like sunlight in her hair or, or sunset in her hair and like different seasons. So it's just like so, you know, we,
0: so do we know the three do we know the women of the other three seasons or the woman? What's going on? Oh. Ah, this is,
1: that's what it was. It's called Seasons of My Love and a it goes I found it on a wiki of Ice and Fire, that trusted source for all things Song of Ice and Fire, and um, it goes, I loved a maid as fair as summer with sunlight in her hair, I loved a maid as red as autumn with sunset in her hair, I loved a maid as white as winter with moon glow in her hair, so it's actually spring that's missing, Mm. or if there's any kind of bridge or something. So... Yeah, I've always been curious about that song to see if it ever, I mean, I mean, if we ever learned more of it or if it somehow, and not that it'll be relevant to the plot, but that somehow um, more of it would be revealed to it at crucial times. And so far, that's all we've got. is the three different seasons.
0: Mm. Well, maybe a dream of spring. We will get the final verse.
1: <laughs> hmm. Hopefully we get everything there. <laughs>
2: It's a song, yeah. It's sad and sweet. If you understand the words. Hmm.
0: So, also in this chapter, we get uh, we start getting a bit of Jamie's side of the story. Hmm. Which is interesting. Um, he starts kind of saying, you know, yeah, I did this stuff, but look how horrible he was. Why am I being condemned for doing this thing that everybody wanted anyway? Like, it's just. Uh, it's interesting. We start kind of peeling that uh, that first layer of the onion back. You That's know? true.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so. we definitely do. I mean, yeah, the, the thing that he's named for Kingslayer is the thing that, honestly, everybody should be really thanking him for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it should be the fact city saver. Yeah, and after the king murdered, horribly murdered, Eddard's brother and father... And Jamie's sitting there and he kills the guy, and then Ned walks in. He was like, Mm -hmm. Ned should have thanked me. It's like, hey, thanks for killing this motherfucker. Here's
2: the thing, though if it was just that he was a horrible king, Jamie shouldn't have killed him. Because, again, he's the king's guard. It's not that he should have killed him, but the the ultimate reason he was saving the city from being burned down, well, okay. that. that. But if it's just like, well, somebody else could have killed him, you didn't have to kill the king yourself.
0: Like, he didn't have to be And you kind of get that because right. he's giving um, Ares titles. And he says, uh, he lifted his cup to Ares Targaryen, the second of his name, Lord of the Seven Kings, and Protector of the Realm. Protector in italics, emphasized. Because when I read that line this time, just mm-hmm. now before we recorded this episode, all I can think of is Protector of the Realm is not supposed to plan to burn his entire city.
1: There you go. Yeah. He went against his uh, duties as the sovereign. Yeah. But I, I felt like Ned and others may have just assumed without really investigating it yeah. um, that Jamie was acting in his best interests. That it looked mm-hmm. like the tide of the war was turning. And so if you know House Targaryen was going to fall, then he was going to be on the winning side of it.
0: Oh, absolutely. And Ned walks in. He sees Jamie Lannister had killed the king he's sitting on the throne and jamie lannister's father is uh has taken over the castle pretty much right because tywin's there sacking the city recently yeah he's sacking the city so you've got all this lannister power with jamie sitting on the throne and it's yeah it's very much ed walks in and he's just like whoa no 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 this is robert's war not yours
1: yeah a very very bittersweet ending of the war for Ned
2: well it's difficult okay. for for Jamie I mean like if he had, if he hadn't killed the king, he still would have had to surrender the king, which is kind of bad as well, like it looks bad but
1: you know honestly though i mean if if he's worried about what looks good or looks bad, does it look better to slay the guy or to i mean obviously i mean it didn't describe anybody else in the room during the scene where he's killing him and stabbing him in the back. Could he not just have overpowered yeah. him and put him in chains? possibly but um, maybe Jamie just doesn't think that way
0: yeah, but if you i mean you get the king taken prisoner in chains, all you need is one whisper to one of the pyromancers to light the place on fire and they're going to be like okay the k- he's the king you know he may not be sitting on the throne but he's the king I just got word from him let's burn the city
1: right actually this is what I'm I'm struggling to remember did he actually kill the head pyromancer as well
2: I believe he does he spends some time killing them like he goes and finds them mm. and stuff it's tricky I mean I think yeah he could have probably caught him but it was just such a rush of the moment kind of thing I think his intention was to save the city like he, his his intention was in the right place he wasn't just killing Ares Aer- just for his crimes that he yeah. did, but to save the entire
0: city from being. Because the pyromancer out. was in the room. At he the killed same the
2: pyromancer time. first, and then he came back, and then like Ares is like, "What happened?" He's like, "I killed the pyromancer." So, but there were there were there were a couple other ones
0: around, like that Jamie yeah. had to get rid of, like the lower ones. Yeah, I think yeah. Ares would have been too dangerous alive. Absolutely, um, yeah, I think so. That's
2: yeah, tricky, tricky stuff. Tricky, tricky, tricky. And he, he mentions uh that he's also loved for someone, a kindness he never did, or something. Like, I think that's related to Tyrion. Tyrion mm. thought that he'd ha- helped him out earlier with Taisha, but he actually kind of screwed him over. I think that's the re- what the reference is.
0: Complex character.
2: Cool. I, I think we're good for the chapter. I was going to wrap up with some news. For- Do
0: it. Give us a cool. lay the news. As- uh, <laughs> I don't know what so- I just said. <laughs>
2: Well, first we have a t-shirt contest, actually, sponsored by Tshirts.com. They have a bunch of different t-shirts, including Game of Thrones t-shirts, and they got in contact with us and were willing to sponsor us. So, unfortunately, it's U.S. only this time because that's as far as they can ship. But what the contest is, is any time before Season uh, 4 of Game of Thrones starts, just post a comment on our website for one of the episodes, share your view, post a comment, and we'll randomly choose someone... uh, from that period, like so, up to I guess well, yeah, one month to do it now, and then we'll get the T-shirt out to them.
0: Hold on, uh, let me clarify. Yeah. Here, um, you want them to post a comment on our main on our uh, podcast of iceandfire.com? dot
2: Yeah. Just in the uh, like you know for each episode, you can post a comment there. Like you don't not the forums, the main site.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, and do you want it just on this episode's comment box? No, any
2: episode up, any episode and any time up to. Game of Thrones season four airing.
0: Oh, okay. So. Do you, um, what if they go back and comment on an old episode?
2: I guess it'd be easier to do this one or later because I might not notice the earlier one.
0: So. <laughs> I was going to say, because I don't get notified when people leave comments, so, and how are you going to get in contact with them? Well,
2: every person who comments can email you through that. Like, it keeps the email if you put your email in. It generally asks for one, so make sure you put an email in.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, so make sure you leave an email when you do the okay. comment, and that'll be like hyperlinked through their name, I think? Yeah, when I go into the website management, I can email them. Leave a comment. Win a t shirt. That's good. Okay. I want to go look t-shirt. at their site. They, uh, good one. What's
2: the name of their site? Well, it's t-shirts.com slash Game of Thrones. Like, I'll put the link up uh, with this episode so you can okay. see. Okay. All right, so that's that. Uh, other stuff that's coming up is, uh, well, Ashley and I uh, said we're going to Ice and Fire Convention. I just wanted to. Confirm that's in May, and so far it's Ashley, me, F.T. Ward, Mordian, Claudius the Fool, and Alex from Tower of the Hand. And the tickets are technically sold out, but there's still a waiting list, so if you wanted to get in on the waiting list, I think there's a good chance people could come. So I just wanted to mention that that's coming up. Maybe we'll we'll find a few more listeners that are nearby and wanted to attend the convention. One other thing is Ashley and I will also be at uh, Anime North in May as well which is the the biggest anime convention in Canada. So if you're going to that, let us know. Maybe
0: we'll see Whoa. you there. Fancy.
2: Uh,
0: yeah. That that's about it. Nice. Can we dedicate this episode to Phil at winteriscoming.com? Sure. Oh yeah, is he is he <laughs> retiring? He is retiring from Winter is Coming. And uh, I was kind of sad when I heard it because he's done such an amazing job of bringing um, the show conversion to to fans, and uh, and we've had such a great relationship with Winter Is Coming that I'd love to I'd love to say uh, to dedicate an episode to Phil. It's been an absolute blast.
2: Hmm. So he yeah. and he he was on our podcast a long time ago, actually. The first time, right? I think this was just before so. our, our long break or just after. So this was the uh... yeah.
1: Wow! Thanks for your
0: work, Phil. Absolutely. Thanks, Phil. Yeah. Hope to get him on now. To t- now we can get him on for yeah exactly because uh-huh. he's still going to be involved in the fandom. He's just not going to yeah. be running the site anymore. Like that's Yeah, he's still watching the show and everything, and we can we can we can drag him in for discussions every now and then.
2: <laughs> for sure. Well, does that yeah. mean that your BFF is taking over? Winter's coming. Then,
0: like, is he? No. You know, um. Right? There, the uh, the gentleman who runs Game of Owns, which is a, a podcast. Um about ice and fire and uh Game of Thrones. Uh the gentleman who runs that is actually uh taking the reins of winter is coming. Dot cool. net now. So no Fabio will still be uh doing his sexy job that he always does. <laughs> Excellent. Well that was fun, guys. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Well, thank Miss you so Lady much for ha- Thanks for <laughs> having me. Call me Elena, please.
0: It was an absolute pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for joining us. You were wonderful. Great recaps, better than better than I have ever done.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say that.
0: <laughs> um, no, it was great having you on. Thanks for joining us. Please do so again.
1: Oh, anytime. Well, within reason. Anytime I'm available, I'll no. definitely come on. All right. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure.
0: All right. Take care.
1: Yep, same to you. Thanks.
0: Are you wrap up? Um, yeah so uh, so that's it guys thank you all so much for listening to this episode uh, Game of Thrones is going to be on pretty soon and hopefully we'll be doing uh, our one review a week I'm sure it'll um, be chugging along so in the meantime make sure you keep in contact with us on our Facebook page on our Twitter at APOIAF um, and on our forums on the website so uh, have a good one guys Catch you next time
2: see you next time
1: That was so great to talk to you guys.
0: Oh, it was a pleasure having you. You did a great job.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. I'm just glad that I didn't get, like, teeth on by my puppy or (laughs) interruption. But at one time I did. But, um, yeah, I was expecting maybe multiple interruptions by my preschooler. So that was great.
0: (laughs) No, it was all good. Cool. Amin's got little kids running around, too. Oh, (laughs)
1: yeah. (laughs) Well, more <laughs> all, all uh, his, all yeah, his best
0: children running around. So. Mm, foster those kids surely. away, though. Yeah. And more, uh, <laughs> though. Uh, not the Ned type. Too.
1: Yeah, Amin <laughs> has this mystique around him, but um, like slowly but surely, we're wearing it away, right? Mhm.
0: <sighs> Canadian man of mystery.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, weren't you big, a big fan of the Watamote episode on B O K? Were you one of our fans?
1: Oh, I was, yeah. I mean, I haven't listened to all of the um, the Okay because I haven't um, been up on all of the um, anime, although I do love it as a genre. I just, I, I really haven't made time for it. And that was a great episode. I mean, I loved it and loved Ashley's bravery and talking about her social anxiety because that's something that I, I actually battled with in the past as well. And it's, I mean, it's huge of it me crippling. It can completely shape your life. So I just loved hearing that. And um, I hope it touched a lot of people's lives.
2: Yeah, I felt that was one of our better BOK okay episodes because basically Ashley just kind of just opened up and talked about her life before, like, and how that, like, she had, like, these different issues and how she got over them. And it was a pretty good episode, I think. I
1: think yeah, so. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, social anxiety can be something that it, other people just don't really understand, just how incredibly it can. Again, shape everything that you do throughout the day. And I loved hearing her talk about it. And I, um, since then, have been... uh, I actually never heard of Watamote before that. But since then, I have become a fan of it. And uh, it was a great episode. I mean, it's nice when you can relate something in art to something in real life.
0: Hmm. Wonderful. Well, hopefully... Mm -hmm. Ashley can get her computer fixed and come back and join us and yeah.
1: I, I hope so. Yeah. yeah I, I
2: thought I I thought that her computer was fixed, but it turns out it wasn't. It still got some issues. Like it should should be getting fixed, but it's yeah.
1: uh Yeah, Ashley, if you're listening, then you should definitely do that and join the podcast again. We miss you.
2: Come on, Ashley. Oh you when I did that, that fake out that Ashley was quit. Did you believe that, Alina? Or were you scared by that or you-
1: I um I check the forums too often, so I think I saw somebody say, like, what? You almost had me. So I was... I was, was spoiled on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought that was... <laughs> but
1: I, I might have. I might have, because I know that people have their own things going on in their life, and that she may have actually just decided that, you know, her own personal duties overtook the podcast, which is understandable, but it would have been yeah. sad.
2: Yeah, it, well, I, I feel like if any one of us actually quit we would at least hopefully like say goodbye like uh, at this point with all, all the time that we put into it, but you never know. Right?
1: Yeah, you know what? The fans demand like an in-person breakup, <laughs> not something but like a text message or something.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I mean, whatever, whatever suits the individual, but I would hope so. I would hope so. And uh, Mimi and Ashley, we yeah. miss you guys. Amin and Kyle, we love you as well, but we like the full group whenever yeah. it's available.
2: Here, here. For sure, Mm -hmm. yeah. We've got to get that going again. Well, hopefully for the TV show, but
0: probably not for the TV show. Well, probably won't have Mimi for the TV show.
1: We definitely won't have Mimi for the TV show, I thought.
0: Yeah. That's all right. We'll have to get uh, guests on all the time. Wonderful guests. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's nice that the guys have been um, changing it up with more uh, frequent guest hosting. That's cool.
0: Yeah. I like having guests. Adds a... Mm -hmm. Add some fresh blood to it.
1: Mm-hmm. I had one yes, final absolutely. thing actually
0: mentioned before I head out, Kyle.
2: For, for we were talking B.O.K. and you said you wanted to do Star Trek sometime. Are you still up for that or, or
0: no? Um, I'm always down for talking Star Trek. Yeah,
2: but what? What's the As what long as it's not it, the
0: original series, I don't. No, care but about. have
2: you seen Deep Space Nine though, or you haven't seen Deep Space? Nine?
0: I just finished my uh, rewatch of the entire series. Actually. Oh, excellent! So you'll
2: be in because it, it,
0: it, see, initially I had planned to do a big
2: like. Women of Star Trek episode, so like with a bunch of female guests, which will Women of Star do.
0: Trek, well, you've got my attention. Yeah,
2: yeah but uh, I figure we'll still throw you in there too. So. <laughs> Excellent. So Sounds if you great. have any Star Trek fans out there still listening to this after show, you can send in questions for Star Trek. Star Trek oh, episode. is this going to be in the after show? Uh oh. i put show. my pants
0: back on.
1: Huh? <laughs> yeah, looking forward to that.
2: <laughs> is it him putting his pants back on you? Yeah.
1: Uh, But the episode, what? Where is your mind going? What? No. (laughs)
2: Oh, they're putting it back on. Anyways.
1: (sighs) Anywho. (laughs) That's just insulting, I think, to Kyle. Yeah. That I wouldn't want his pants off. Womp womp.
2: Womp womp. Kyle only takes two battles to win, so he's pretty quick. Just just keep that in mind. Anyways. It's, uh, it's
0: pretty efficient at it as i plan my attack
1: well you know when you're in your mid-30s i think efficiency is uh something that you could treasure maybe i don't know
2: mid-30s just...
1: <laughs> i'm gonna be 32 cal- in, the old man in the
0: podcast. Yeah. oh god i feel not, so no no like,
1: i was talking about oh. me i'm gonna oh. be 32 so, cal- um, kyle hurt his
0: hip by the way you're hip I'm right cal- oh, god, i just threw out my hip because of this I've epic got, recording. I've got
1: already early onset of dementia, so don't worry.
0: <laughs> All right, you guys. All right. that's uh, That was fun. All
1: right. Oh, thank you, guys. Love you so much. I was going to play it cool the whole time, but you know what? I'm a big fan of both of you guys, and I love you so much. It was a thrill. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Well, thank man, you so awesome. much. For very flattered. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Cool. Now, goodbye. Bye.
1: <laughs> Hi, I Amin mean.
2: Hi, good to meet you on here
1: Yeah, nice to talk to you I know we had that Frozen thing together But there was a lot of people So it's cool to be a little more intimate Yeah, that
0: oh. was a crazy crowd Stop Actually, flirting you two, I'm getting jealous over here
1: <laughs> Oh, okay, but don't Kyle's be jealous I, I love both
2: of you From the uh, flower mishap
0: so <laughs> so <sensitive>. Damn flowers
2: <laughs> She but said is... she
0: still liked him Yeah, I don't know about that I'm still angry Okay.
2: Yeah, at least she got my card
0: Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You are listening to episode... Oh, my God. Let me start that over again. Um, Spawned
2: from the aching loins of a podcast of ice and fire.